Welcome to episode 139 of the Muck Podcast, a member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary. We're back on Zoom again because Zoom loves us so much. Aww. Look, I get to look at you like this. It's wonderful. I, w- I wish that I could sing, but <clears throat> I can't. Oh, Tina, what happened? What happened, <laughs> Tina? What happened? Well, what happened was oh, I, caught, I got the Rona. The Rona got God. me. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it funny how we can laugh about coronavirus now? I mean, my God. I mean, it's it's all around. You are one of three people I know this week that have it. It's fucking insane. It's insane. And it's no, and, and until you really have coronavirus, and some people really, you know, get by with nothing. You know, but I am not one of those people. Mm -mm. I wasn't either. I don't know if it's uh, because you and I both been boosted recently, I believe. And I, I, I think I got the strain of like, whatever that shit didn't cover because, and you had different symptoms than I have. Like you have some of the same, but some different. So I don't know. I'm still thankful for my vax and booster though. Cause oh, I'm yeah. like, if I didn't have that, like what? Cause it's like the flu, you know, like when you get your stupid flu shot, you end up with the strain sometimes that the flu shot isn't covering that year, right, right. you know? Um, but it still gives you some protection. But like so, literally two days ago, Tina was leaving me voice messages and it was like, uh, I, I was like, ET phone home, uh, honey, we're in trouble. We are in I trouble. Know. I mean, and yeah, then the fr- yesterday you sounded throat. good. And I was like, all right, I think we can I know. do I feel this. like I still sound a little, you know, nasally. Maybe, but, maybe, but your throat is sounding, <coughs> everything sounds so much better. Oh God, there goes coronavirus. Oh my God. The Rona. The well, Rona. Here we are. So this, so this week, so Saturday today, we planned on recording two episodes. So yeah. Recording two on Zoom, which you know, everybody listens to I fucking hate it. I hate recording on Zoom because I just, it's not the microphone quality that I love to edit. Like yeah. I, the whole time I'm going to edit this, I'm going to be like, oh God, but I know it sounded pretty well, good last time when I had coronavirus. So I, mean, yeah, I think okay. it's going to be fine. And I so. think you know, it is what it is. We'll, um, make it you know, we make it, we're work. make it work. Listen, yeah, we're putting out content in the time of Rona again. Yeah. And that's what we're trying to do. We're here. So. We're, we're, we're sacrificing everything for you motherfuckers. <laughs> so I got a long list and I was trying to save some stuff for next week's <laughs> we'll record in a few minutes, but, um, yeah. I got, I, wanted- I got one thing like mm-hmm. political thing that I'm was on my list and that is the, the the environmental water crisis oh that was on that happening. was on my for next is that the, next the oh from Mississippi? But go ahead let's talk about it it's it's crazy oh my god well the fact that there's that people can't cook yeah they can't clean they Plus can't toilets. take baths yeah uh, like the water is brown coming out yeah I mean, and people want to say like, there's no such thing as climate change. There's no such thing as these issues. And here we are in a Southern run Republican state with leaders that don't believe in this garbage and these Jackson residents, like they had to tell them you have to shower with your mouth closed. Yeah. So you don't get dysentery. Well, right. Or whatever other thing that you can get, like what, what are these people supposed to do? Yeah. And also it reminds me of what? This is not the first time this has happened now, right? Flint, Michigan, since 2014, we are approaching a 10 year anniversary. Yeah. 
where they still do yeah. not have clean drinking water. They still have a water problem there for almost 10 years. But the same thing, I remember watching a 2020 or one of those news programs where they go to Flint, Michigan. And this woman was like, you have to take a shower with your mouth closed because here's what happens. And she showed pictures. Her skin was just like covered in these fucking gross, like some shit that had whatever, when it got into her mouth, it caused like this disgusting skin rash or something. Well, this is a problem. Yeah. This is what happens when and it's when the, and the flooding and they try to kick the can down the road, kick the can down the right. road, kick the can down the road of like because they don't care about yeah. We don't need to replace the pipes. We don't look at we we experience this here in our own Broward County with Fort Lauderdale. Oh, where we're, literally we're, a reckoning is going to come. Yeah, the sewers were breaking. Oh. The sewer pipes were breaking, and shit was flowing up and into those old neighborhoods, which were the richy rich areas. Yeah, just up to people's doorsteps with I remember that sewage coming oh up to the doorstep. God. Because every commission year after year was like, this costs too much money. It reminds me of what Lindsay Pollard said to us on the little muck that came out uh, last Friday that uh, like what Nancy Mateo does, we can either pay this much to fix this, to to invest in environmental issues now, or we're going to have to pay a a billion dollars down the road, right? Like which one do you want to do? Or we, or we can't live here or we can't live. (laughs) You know, you're waiting for a disaster to happen to fix it. It's going to be too late at that point. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a real shame. It's a shame. Yeah. I mean, I was out, so I wasn't paying, not that I wasn't paying attention, but I wasn't paying attention. I was sleeping for days. So, but that, um, the whole Mississippi thing was just, and, and it impacts, you know, black and brown communities Always. again, it's you know, awful. it's awful. And a lot of people are going to get sick from this. Yeah. And die <sighs> and really uh, fucked up. It's, it's awful. It's no. awful. They don't put people first. And that's what happened. But that's why, you know, and, 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 and people living in Mississippi have to, again, think about who you're voting for. Like they're going to, someone screaming about abortion. Meanwhile, babies and children are bathing uh, in, in shit dirty water. water. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, um, uh, a couple of things that really made me crazy this week. The first oh. one was one of the people that um, DeSantis put on the school board oh. um, has domestic abuse like background. And so it came out this week that um, I'm going to find his name really quick because I didn't write it down for some reason. Um, this came out and he's and there's like the girls got Ryan Relter, the writer, R-E-I-T-E-R. I don't know how to pronounce that writer. Uh, that he had had a past with domestic violence and no experience whatsoever in education, right? Yeah. It was always, no, that's the best. It was all, all of, like, he used to be the legislative aide for our good friend Chip Lamarca. And then he was like just placed on boards and different things. That's like yeah. all that he's done. And now they place him on the school board and this thing comes out about him. And, and do you think DeSantis is going to come in and, and pull him from the board? Yeah, no. no, of course not. The other person that the other thing I found very interesting is that at a press conference this week, this is how this, I think just think this is an example of how fucked up our political system is, is that at a press conference this week, right when he right at the end, uh, Charlie Chris picked his running mate. Did you see this? Yeah. OK, so she uh, I'm going to look up her mate, her name really quick, but um, she works in she was the charge of the Miami-Dade uh, yeah. school union, the, the public school, the teachers yeah. union. Yeah. And 
I guess years ago, there was a man who was a teacher and he was part of the union and he had people, children were accusing him of assault and abuse and like sexual assault and abuse. And um, she wasn't on the union then, but she became a pre the president right after they did the investigation, but she knew him for 10 years. He was had these accusations and the union would look into it and nothing would happen. And finally, or no, no, the uh, family services, whatever that is, the family CPS, CPS would look into it and nothing would ever come of it. And one every year, like another kid would be coming out saying something. So finally the teachers union looks into it. They're like, oh shit. Like there's all kinds of shit. They throw him out. He gets arrested. He goes to jail. And DeSantis says at the end of the press conference that she was a part of covering up this guy and his abuse and then like walks away from the microphone and all the reporters are like, what, 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 right? Like, what do you, her name's Carla Hernandez Matz. And Wait, but, but it's not true. No, I mean, listen, she became president. Like he was convicted in 2015. I think she became president in 2016, something wow. like that. Like it was a year later or something like that. So, so she wasn't wow. a part of it, but she was in the union, but she was also part of the union when he was being investigated. So I don't know. So Wait, he says but part of the union. I mean, I'm a union member. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, was she just a member because she was a paying union? Well, she member? then became president. So maybe she was a different, maybe she's a higher yeah. up in the union. But she, uh, so he says this thing, he drops this bomb and he walks away. So all the reporters are trying wow. to ask him questions and he doesn't, you know, he just, what a he jerk. loves the soundbite, right? So oh. they start looking into it and this is what they find is that she was part of this. So so then the reporter, not part of it, but you know what I mean? She was there when this was happening. Yeah. Which, by the way, a lot of things happen with teachers who get accused of things that are, but this guy was guilty, granted. Yeah. But the Charlie Crist, re, the response from the Chris campaign when they asked them about it was, this is Rich coming from a governor who's one of his best friends is Matt Gates." <laughs> and I was <sighs> like, okay, good point. But yeah. also like, are we comparing who's closer to pedophiles? Like, yeah. what are we doing? What the fuck is going on in Florida? Like, this is the response. <laughs> That is so insane to me. It's so insane. Wow. I know. What a, what a story, by the way. What a story. And oh my God. also goes to show you how far the DeSantis campaign is going into looking into all of these people. Like you can't, there's no such thing as squeaky clean, but like if that's the closest they're going to get to dirt on her, then they really can't find anything. Right. I mean, yeah. this is yeah. like, she's an arm's length away from an investigation. It's not like she was, yeah. it was her or her husband or something like that. You yeah. know? So it's very strange. He's something else. Mm. This DeSantis, my favorite thing that I saw. And I don't remember when, if it was in my COVID haze, uh, but people make it fun of his arms where people are like, what's wrong with DeSantis? Because oh, he keeps arms? them straight like this. And and like, yeah, and like they're just, uh, and it was all these pictures of DeSantis like holding his arms weird and it yeah. made me laugh. And I was like, yeah. he, he's like this inhuman. I think he's got like a Barbie body. You know how you could like pose them? Like that's how he is. He's very much <laughs> the like, arms are just yeah. like, uh, he's just like very much like, he's such a fucking weirdo. He's such he a weirdo. Is. Also, it's kind of funny. I thought we should bring this up too, is that, the press conference he had Broward County, which we talked about on the podcast, where our good friend Vienna Sausage Finger Chipple Mark was right next to him, like like this, his little arms oh, like this. It's so um, that has come out that all twenty of the people that were arrested that he references as like voter fraud were sent fucking cards, voter yeah. registration cards from the Secretary of State. Like those things yeah. go through the voter. 
Yeah. So it's like entrapment. You know, they don't even, that's like half the story. Is yeah. like you sent them this. If you send me a card, I'm like, oh, I get to go vote. Like, why yeah, would anybody you think that they weren't allowed to go vote? Yes. Yes. That's on the state. It's on the state. And then that means it's under the helm of our great leader. Yeah. So the so all these people, these 20 people were arrested ways. for something that they were under the impression that they were allowed to do because you sent that to them. It's like sending yeah. somebody a driver's license and being like, oh, I can you drive. You can't drive. Yeah, yeah. It's stupid. It's stupid. I heard that and I was like, it's ridiculous. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It is. Anyway, uh, so we had a little month that came out on Friday, and I got to tell you, editing it, I was like so happy. I was so it was happy so editing good. this podcast. It was so good. Lindsay is so wonderful. I'm sorry that we didn't have her on before, like her. earlier. No, but, but I mean, what a brilliant a political strategist, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I loved I all mean, her answers. Even like, I know- Our county is lucky. It, it really is. But I was editing out, every time we'd ask her a question- there was like a good 10 second pause, right? Cause she's very thought out and she's like, all right, yeah. there's this pause. And I had to edit those out when you're editing the audio. Right. But at the same time, I was like, she really is like, okay, let's see the best way I can answer this question. Yeah. She's just, yes. she's really brilliant. And I loved it. Yeah. I mean, and I loved, I loved her story. I loved how she got into politics. Yeah. Like I love all of it. I, know. I love all of it. I know. So Incredible. that's all I've got for this week. Okay, me too. I mean, I was sleeping, so yeah. <laughs> Let's sleeping get into it. Away. Okay, because yes, here's you're, what, you're first. I'm first. I found this guy because of another guy. So this guy came up on the news, and I was like, oh, I looked up his name, and I'm like, oh, this is great. He's this is perfect for the muck. I'm going to cover this guy. And as I was reading stories about him, I was like, wait a minute, what? And I opened this other door, and I was like, who's this guy? So I'm like, yes. I'm going to cover this one first. And then on the next episode, we're going to record shortly. <laughs> I'm going Yay. to cover the other guy. But um, today I'm covering Tennessee House Rep David Bird. Okay. Okay. Well, it sounds very similar to David Byrne, who's not mucky. <laughs> no. <laughs> you said bird with a D. Bird. Yeah. So he's right. a little bit of background and then we're going to get into it because there's uh, so much fun. But my story, it's, it's a, I would say short and sweet, but it's, it's, it's full. This is to me when I was doing it, I was like, this is muck. If I were to point to like a muck story, this is yes. muck. it's so fucking Ooh. good. Okay. David okay. Byrne Bird was born on September 8th, 1957. Uh, he earned his, which is a wonderful day for a birthday. Hi. <laughs> he earned his bachelor's degree from Freed Hardeman University and his master from Tennessee State University. He worked for more than two decades at Wayne County High School in Waynesboro, Tennessee. He was a teacher and a basketball coach during that time and the school's principal for eight years. Wow. He, uh, yeah. So in 1990, he was elected to the Wayne County Commission and he served until 1994. And then 10 years later, he runs for the Tennessee House District 71 in 2014. He beat his Republican challenger in the primary and went on to win the general unopposed. And then he was reelected two years later in 2016. So okay. he's running for reelection in 2018. So that's in November, right? But in yeah. March of 2018, these abuse allegations come up. Uh oh. So three women accused Bird of sexually abusing them while they were underage and members <gasps> of the high school basketball team no. where he coached. Yeah. And the oh. creepiest thing about this is that when he was no. running, like I saw some of his campaign signs and it said David Coach Bird. Like that's how people knew him in the community as this 
longtime coach and teacher at the high I mean, school. That 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 is fucking nasty, dude. Not good. No. So we're gonna get into this trigger warning. I'm gonna tell you a little bit about what they're accusing him of and their memories of what had happened. Um, each of the three women detailed instances of Bird touching and kissing them and making Ugh. unwanted advances in 1988. Oh according, I know. According to the Mother Jones article that you can find in our notes, they spoke with one of the accusers, Christy Rice, and she said, quote, honestly, I don't remember the very first time he touched me. It was more that he talked about it. He wanted to see me naked. He told me he spent more hours with me in a day than he did his wife. That when, we, that when he had sex with her, he was thinking about me. No, quote. he said this to a child. Like 15 years old. <clears throat> wow. Bruh. Uh, she remembered Bird leaving her what he calls IOUs that insinuated she owed him a sexual quid pro quo. Uh, the first came in the morning after a late night basketball game that prevented her from being prepared for a surprise biology test the next morning. Bird, who was also her biology teacher, told her she didn't have to worry when she fretted to him about her potential score. When the test landed on her desk, she said the answers were already filled in. <gasps> Shortly thereafter, she received the first IOU signed with his initials, D-A-B. For weeks, he teased her saying she owed him, but he hadn't decided precisely what her payment would be. Eventually, he told her Rice was to disrobe in the girl's locker room after her teammates had gone home so he could accidentally walk in on her. Wow. The second Rice said he told her was for her to unbutton her shirt and lean in front of him, pressing her breasts together. Oh my God. She's a little girl, dude. The third was inscribed as a note in her yearbook. <sighs> fucking idiot. It reads, quote, you are one of the hardest working players I have ever coached. We have finally got a person. You have finally got a personality that I think fits you to a T. Be good, be good and work hard. And I'll bet you get that scholarship. Good luck, end quote. I mean, I mean what are you doing? I mean, teachers and... You know, students ask me to sign your books and you're like, you know, have a great summer. Yeah. It was so great having you as a student, you know, okay, but. Uh, and he signed it and then he signed it coach. Above the inscription, the number three is written, underlined three times. Rice has, says he told her it was for sex. Like that's the third time. That was the code. Her. So that's yeah. the code. Another woman that came for, forward was Robbie Kane. Her account was similar to Christy Rice. Kane told WSMV, which is one of these uh, news stations uh, there that did with these investigations, about an incident during the summer of 1986 when she was alone in a hotel swimming pool while on a trip with a, the basketball team and Bird tried to touch her genital area and encouraged her to touch his. Oh. But Kane tells Mother Jones the abuse she experienced goes far beyond what was published in that report. She recalls Bird asking her for her ABC gum. Remember that acronym for already been chewed? ABC? Oh, that? no. Oh, I, my I God. Know. I remember that when I was kidding. In other oh, words, he wanted her. <laughs> in other words, he wanted her to transfer the gum from her mouth into his mouth. I remember that being a thing, but I don't yes. remember it being called ABC. ABC. Later, he inscribed in her senior yearbook, quote, to the girl who could not dribble and chew gum at the same time, end quote. Years later, long after she had graduated, she ran into him at a restaurant and he repeated the phrase to her, the girl who could not dribble and chew gum at the same time. So he's like Ew. remembering he, He's them. reliving. Ew. He's probably, you know what I'm saying? Ew. Go to YouTube for that. 
she asked that as a player, she struggled with pain in her ankles. On occasions when the pain was overwhelming, Bird would carry her into the basement of the high school where he would instruct her to take off her pants and get into the hot tub. He told her to ease her ankle pain. Kane, in searing detail, also recalls that particular night reported by WSMV at the Sheraton Hotel in downtown Nashville as, quote, I'll never forget it in my life, end quote. The girls' basketball team was staying there, and she went with her teammates for a swim in the pool. She says Bird joined them. Like, what are you doing? Leave them alone. alone. But one by one, the other girls left the pool until it was just her alone with the coach. She said, quote, the next thing I know, he's got me over on the side of the pool and he's telling me he wants me to reach down and touch him between his legs because he wants me to feel how I make him feel. He kept telling me how it's throbbing. I was like, no, no, no. I just remember screaming no and getting out of that pool. Oh, my God. There's another thing here that's just so bizarre to me. It's more about power and like trying to take advantage of these girls. Like he's obviously a major fucking creep, but also like as a creep, do you not understand that? Like she's a young girl who thinks other young boys are cute, right? Like she's yeah. attracted to she other does not teenagers. Think you old, you're no, yeah, you're a grown guy. man. You're like her dad's age. Like she doesn't want yeah. anything to fucking do with this. Yeah. And at, and, at, and at 15, like someone who's like, 30 is yeah. super old like yeah. you know what I mean like Absolutely. they don't realize that it's not old it, yeah. but and it is old to yeah. them and it Absolutely. should be old and gross to them of course this is not normal right so bird did not initially when these charges or these accusations come out he did not initially refute the allegations and apologize to one of the women but later issued a statement denying the accusations and quote questioning the motives of his accusers so gaslighting these women like why are you coming out all these years later you know, yeah. but this was also 2018, the height of like me too started. Right. Remember? So right. Like now it's like, and, we're going to start talking about it. In the eighties. Yeah. Like this shit still was, ha- you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like you didn't talk about this stuff. And I, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast before or not about a teacher in middle school mm. and he wasn't my teacher. He was um, a new young, you know, everyone thought he was cute and I I cannot remember his name for the life of me and maybe it'll come back to me because he wasn't my teacher right um but I remember in the morning a friend of mine was like let's go see Mr. So-and-so and he was drawing he like was doodling Hmm. and he doodled um this picture and put a necklace on like the he was like drawing a picture of her I don't remember I mean I was like in seventh grade yeah. I was like 11 or 12. And then he talked about pearl necklace. Like, I'm going to give you a pearl necklace. And oh I didn't God. know. And she was like, uh, and I, I didn't know what it meant. And then later she told me what that meant. And oh I was like, God. so grossed out. Oh this was the science God. teacher. Oh my and then God. he came, I remember he came with us on our like, um, Disney trip. Oh my God. And like all the girls were sitting around him. Of course. And I thought that he was like weird, but like, <sighs> He knew what he was doing. Of course. And then I, and now I wonder, is he still like teaching? Is he like, you you know, you know, 60, maybe he retired. Like how long did he teach? Did he stay in teaching? Like, where is this guy? And I don't even remember his name. So how Mm. many of those people are out there? Yeah. A lot. You know? And I don't even know. I mean, it's like the same thing we've talked about before. Like when politicians go in, are they, they, they have this, 
this like, oh, we're going to be the good guy, you know, we're going to do good work, blah, blah, blah. And then they get corrupt. Like, I wonder if that's mm-hmm. what happens like with dudes, like you go in, like, I'm going to be a teacher and then you're getting all of this attention. I wonder if, but it's still from little girls. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? No. It's, yeah. No, it's gross. Yeah. It's gross. They're children. Totally. Yeah. It's fucking gross. It, they're children. Please. I mean, when you, even on the high school level, like their kid, like they are so like, they are trying so hard to be grown, but they're like, when you look at them, you're like, oh, these, they're, they're kids. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I, I often every now and then thought about that moment and I didn't know what to do it again. I was 11 or 12 and, and who was I going to tell? Like, yeah. I didn't know. That's why these movements are again. Important. I, I, mean, yeah, and I people... didn't even know what that meant. Like but... I said, she, like someone had to explain it to me because she like told the story to someone else. And I, I, I was a very clueless child. Cause I did not know anything about that kind of stuff. And then I was like, Oh, maybe, she, you know, who knows? Is she making it up that that's even what that is? And yeah. then later on, I was like, Oh shit. No, that is what that means. Yeah. But that's why these you movements know? are important because they, it's, it makes people more aware and women for, feel more comfortable or girls feel more comfortable talking about those things. That's why this is important. We have to stop this shit when it's happening. You yeah. know? But at that time, this is what women and girls lived with. This is yeah. what our Who's world was. About? Nobody yeah. ever did that. We just went, well, there's another fucking creep in my life. Like that's right. And then think was. about, and think about the movies that were popular. Like I recently watched, oh um, you know, like breakfast club again. And, you know, there's things in there that are yeah, you know, really inappropriate happening to the girls in there. And then like 16 candles, you know, right. like, which was a favorite movie and there's, it's a rape that happens. Yeah. And those things were accepted and shown. And yeah. So what did you, you know? Right. I guess. So, uh, even though he, you know, started denying these things, one, one of his alleged victims recorded him telling her quote, she called him. Uh, he said in the in the message, quote, I can promise you one thing. I have been so sorry for that. I've lived with that. And you don't know how hard it was for me. End quote. He resisted calls to resign from influential Republicans, such as the speaker at the time of uh, the Tennessee House of Representatives, Beth Harwell. And he won his reelection in 2018. So eight months later, he's reelected. Calls for his resignation and retirement continued into 2019 and 2020. And he doesn't resign. No, including an unsuccessful resolution by Democratic Rep. Gloria Johnson to expel Byrd from the House. 71 of his Republican colleagues voted to keep him in the House to protect him. Right. They're protecting the seat. Yeah. Well, that's all they're protecting. It's a Republican. They don't care. He runs unopposed. He's it's a Republican seat. Just let somebody else go in. What's the fucking issue here? He's not doing any favors for your party. Right. But also remember, this is But they don't want to admit wrong. But it's also Trump time where it's like, deny, deny, deny. Right. It's not like a normal Republican era. It's like Trump era. And you have Trump who is accused of yeah. of assaulting women and it's just too, like so. deny and it and it just goes it just goes to the side and nobody gives a fuck so one of his most vocal defenders was fellow house member and future speaker of the house glenn casada who i will be covering in our next episode mm. at the time of bird's re-election announcement casada said in a written statement quote because he was the majority leader in the house at the time uh he said quote the David Bird I know is not the David Bird being described in these allegations. Oh. However, they are serious claims, and these women have a right to be heard. David Bird also has the right for his side of the story. End quote. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Well, guess what? People live double lives all the time. Three women 
who were teenagers. Yeah. Have well, very what do they similar have? stories. And what do they have to gain? And by you know the way, yeah, mean? nothing. And this is three women out of God knows how many didn't yeah. come forward. Because if there's three, there's 10. Yeah. Okay. He's a fucking creep. Um, oh, yeah. So he did not join in this guy, Casada, who was the majority leader. He didn't call for resignation or anything. But in August of 2019, Byrd promised his fellow lawmakers he would not see re-election re- re- in 2020 at the request of Governor Bill Lee. But he, yeah. but of course, what happens in April 2020? He fucking files for re-election and oh, says, fuck you, I'm going to run anyway. God. Bird, he drew two challengers in the August 2020 primary, but he won re-election in November 2020 with 78% of the vote. And he's still fucking sitting there. (laughs) He's still there. And I'm pretty sure, but I will double check it. He is running for re-election to 22. Like he's still fucking What is wrong with these voters? What is wrong with these voters? Unbelievable. Even saying like- Because these right, voters right. have women in their lives. Yeah. 78%. But even not saying just men like, voting. But even saying like, uh, you know, I'll resign just to take the heat off of them. And then he's like, fuck you. I'm going to run anyway. Like that's insane. That's insane. And that's that people insanity. are going to vote for him anyway. Yeah. And he won 78%. It wasn't even like a fucking, it was a landslide, bitch. Like 78%. That was more than the, the, the previous election yeah. at 71. Oh, no, no. That was 71 people. Uh, his house members said, that, oh, that voted oh, to oh, keep oh. him. Okay. Okay. Here's this other. So, so he's still there. That's that. That's that scandal. Here's this other thing that is so fucking insane. You're going to die. And when you see the pictures of this, you're going to wait. This guy. Yes. This other, there's this other thing that happened that is fucking insane, which people knew him for also, but I think more outside of this is how he was kind of known nationally for a time is that in June, 2020, he voted in support of Tennessee house resolution 340 stating that quote, the mainstream media has sensationalized the reporting of COVID-19 in the service of political agendas. And oh right? so God. Tennessee he's House, one of, he's, he's they passed this whole fucking dumb thing where they're like, oh, the COVID's not a big deal, right? But yeah. in December, 2020, he's hospitalized with COVID-19, right? So he gets COVID, but not only does he like get COVID, he gets it bad. Like yeah, he's I mean, one he's of those fucking ones that gets bad, right? So he had attended a caucus meeting with nearly 70 House Republicans <gasps> on November 24th and a week, a week and a half later before he was hospitalized with the virus. Like he had, it was out there, but he got it really bad. So he's hospitalized for 55 days on a ventilator. He required a liver transplant in June 21. His condition was so grave that his family had planned a funeral for him. No. When you see the picture of him, when he comes back to the house to do his swearing in, in 2020, he's in a wheelchair. He can't walk. He's like, like his whole face is sucked in. He looks like half the person he was before. Wow. Yeah. But uh, so then after he recovers from the disease, because, you know, which was a miracle, uh, his he urged people to get vaccinated. Oh, oh, <laughs> it's it better. He said, quote, I understand the concerns of those who are hesitant to get the vaccine. To them, I would say COVID is real and it is very dangerous. Oh. It is a disease that wants to kill us. Please consider getting vaccinated. End quote. However, <laughs> because this is the mug, bitch. He adds, uh, he adds. However, on August 11th, 2021, he joined all members of the state House Republican caucus in a, signing a letter to Governor Bill Lee asking him to prohibit mask and vaccine mandates. What in the world? What in the world? Because he's, he's got, got no balls. He's got no balls. He can't he stand up for what he believes in. Door. And also probably because they were supporting him when he was accused of assaulting girls. Right. 
you know? So he's like, well, I got wow. to go along with this. Meanwhile, because of who he was, he probably got the medical treatment yeah. that he got. You yeah. know what I mean? If he was True. Joe Schmo, yeah. he probably wouldn't have survived. Can you believe But this? because he's sitting, a sitting elected official, <laughs> we're going to put all our resources into this guy yeah. and then screw the public at the end. Get nice. vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Oh, fuck it. Don't worry about it. Bitch, you almost died. You almost died. That's the most like Republican thing. Yeah that's it, it 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 boggles the mind yeah he's it's the most perfect he's still serving that's the end of the story but i can't believe serving. he's still sitting there but like you had COVID. go relax when i do the Glen the glenn casada part of the thing that they found out about him because he had a bunch of scandals was that he well i'll, well, I'll tell you about it okay, tell tell me me next week. my story but it was just so crazy like, when i was like he did what is he doing doing over here and then i had to go read this story and i was like who the fuck is this guy like what a wild that's like place the, isn't this like the most fun part of the muck is like yeah. when you're doing one thing and then you're um, like oh wait i gotta put this guy on my list now but tennessee is florida like tennessee oh is Florida. my god it's tennessee's a mess yeah hi i'm shannon i'm jamie we're married with television married with tv.com we are a couple of Hollywood normies on the outskirts of the film and TV industry, and we talk about our favorite TV shows, music, and movies, and sometimes they talk back to us. Sometimes they do. Our podcast is Married with Television, one word, on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Possibly Amazon soon. And we are a proud member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Married with TV. MarriedWithTV.com. All right. So are you ready? I am so ready. Let's do it. All right. Today, I'm going to tell you the story of Paul Powell and the shoebox scandal. It's just like a little kind of fun story. It's super short. Do it. Just because, you know, I got the Rona. (laughs) I got to do what Rona style. I got the Rona. It's like I'm I'm putting that down as a title, possible title. Okay. Funny. All right. So Prominent in Illinois politics since Mm. the 1930s, Paul Powell eventually became Illinois Secretary of State in 1964. But after his death in 1970, Powell's secrets are revealed. So yeah, this was like a fun little story. Like it's like nothing really happens to him because it's after he dies that everyone's like, what? Our story takes place in Illinois and then a tiny part of it in Minnesota. So Democrat Paul Powell started off in politics as mayor of Vienna. Mm. He served six years on the school board. He was elected to the Illinois House of Reps in 1934. He served as speaker of the Illinois House on two separate occasions from 1949 to 1951. And again, from 1959 to 1963. And then in 1965, he becomes secretary of state of Illinois. So he just moves up that political ladder. And according to a Time Magazine article uh, from the time, uh, Powell was this folksy type of guy and he would give, you know, he was the guy that would give speeches that were full of anecdotes and stories. And he was basically described like the baby kissing politician at the county fair. Like he's that Mm. guy, everybody loves him. And he had a way of getting everyone to like him and to support him and to give money. And, you know, he was, that was him. Mm. One friend from his childhood had this to say, um, Paul was just a big old country boy. He could shake you down and make you like him. 
And he had a tiny little scandal during his political reign that had to do with racehorses. And basically a grand jury investigation ends up going nowhere. He doesn't get in trouble, but he was accused of buying stock in uh, a harness racing company. And that's okay. like the horse racing where like they, the little carts behind it or whatever. Hmm. And, but he was also fighting for the corporation, like okay. the legislative level. So they're yeah. like, you're fighting for this to happen and pass, but you also own stock in the company, like doesn't look good, but basically nothing happens. And when it was over, he said, it wound up with the grand jurors wanting to know from me where they could buy racetrack stock. So he's like, nothing happened. Like, you know, like he's kind of smug about it, whatever. Yeah. And the most famous quote attributed to Powell goes, quote, there's one thing worse than a defeated politician, and that's a broke one. Ooh. And Powell, as we'll see, he didn't want to be either of those. So, I mean, he's like successful. And again, it's not till after his death that things start to surface. So according to Ron Grossman's article for the Chicago Tribune, after um, Powell dies, then Chicago Mayor Richard Daley stated that Powell would be, quote, recognized as a major figure in the history of the state, because again, he um, yeah. for so long, and the chairman of, even though um, Powell was a, a Democrat, the chairman of the Illinois Republican Party noted his lengthy tenure in office was evidence of the warmth people felt for him. And Grossman also reported that Harry Truman was an honorary pallbearer for him. So like, cow. he was like very well known. Yeah. All right. So he died in 1970. Mm. And when he died, he died in Minnesota. So even though he's like this Chicago politician, he was there because he was being treated at the Mayo Clinic for some illness and he ends up having a heart attack and dying. Oh gosh, yeah. And when John Rendleman, who is his friend and the executor of his will, mm -hmm goes to um, his hotel suite. So um, Powell had a hotel, like he lived in a hotel suite, like he had a hotel suite. That's kind of where he lived in Springfield, Illinois. Okay, I'm dying. He goes I'm dying, there after the funeral. Yes. And he finds what's described as, quote, a closet full of money. There were shoeboxes, briefcases, all sorts of containers that were filled with $100 bills, more. And it took three tellers over four hours to count and it amounted to over $800,000. Holy shit. Imagine like you walk in and uh, Rendleman said um, at the time, quote, I almost fainted when I got into the clothes closet in Powell's rooms at the St. Nick and found the money. It was in all denominations, but mostly in $100 bills. And there were some $1,000 bills. Like, wow. Wow. I, Man, I would have been like, oh, I'm just going to clean yeah. this up. Take a couple shoeboxes in. Yep. Oh my so, God. The thing is, as a politician, Pal earned $30,000 a year. Boy. And when he died, according to that Time uh, Magazine article, he left an estate that was worth more than $2 million. So there was the $800,000 from the closet. They found another $50,000 in his office. Then he had stocks in like these seven Illinois racetracks. And so this investigation starts because they're like, where's all this money from? Like, he doesn't make that much money. Oh, God, this is exciting. Yeah. So Ron Grossman um, reported that, um, the that the Chicago Tribune editorialized at the time that the scandal of, of the scandal, quote, 
even in death, Paul Powell retains the Midas touch. So, <laughs> if, like, about, you know, because it was all over the place, like that this whole stash of money was found. Wow. So, um, no one really ends up getting in trouble. Well, of course, like Powell can't get in trouble. He's dead. But when they start investigating, they realize like he's involved in bribes. and Okay. Like, I was going to say kickbacks. Yeah. Contractors mm. ends up um, going to jail for, and, and like confessing to like making um, these deals with Powell. Wow. And for the bribe. So like, like he leaves like this sort of big mess behind. And there was a settlement with the state. So at the end, the state of Illinois, I think gets over 200,000 of that money. The IRS gets like $1.7 million or something because while they're trying to figure everything out, the money's like collecting interest and it took years. So in the end, it was like close to $4 million. Holy cow. And so, and he didn't have family or anything. Um, so, um, the aftermath, there were some fun quotes. Um, Adelaide Stevenson, who was the Democratic state uh, treasurer, quipped, quote, his shoeboxes will be hard to fill. <laughs> so stupid, but it was real. I was like, I like that. <laughs> it's good. And then the other thing that was funny is they were asking politicians, like, where do you think this money came from? And one Democratic state auditor, uh, Michael Howlett, said he must have saved his money when he was young. Calm down, son. Yeah. That's like, ridiculous. Okay. Let's not be uh, ridiculous. Please, yeah. Please. Please. <laughs> so the attorneys got like 300,000. Rendleman, the guy who found it, and the executor got 200,000. And then the rest went to like maintain Powell's Vienna home as a museum. Um, it, it just like it went to uh, d different Democratic, Democratic like clubs and caucuses. So the other thing that was funny is cash wasn't all that was found. According to a New York Times article, they found 49 cases of whiskey, Whoa. 14 transistor radios, 154 shirts, and two cases of canned creamed corn. Like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> yeah, but like maybe people are paying him off in that way. Like, I don't have cash, yeah. but I give you two cases of creamed corn. Yeah. Like, fuck it, I love creamed I mean, corn. Let's go. The whiskey. Damn. Okay. Oh but cases God. of whiskey, that's a lot of whiskey. It is. So, um, <laughs> The other thing that I found interesting is he had all of this money, but he was super cheap. Like he was married. He had two wives and both his wives died. Like one wife died like in a tornado or some crazy thing. What a way to And go. another one, I forget how she died, but she didn't like, one of the wives did not like have nice things to say about him. And one of his maids one time like told the story <clears throat> about asking, she was like, Hey, um, that my church is having this thing. Like, can you donate? And she says, he's like, sure. And he pulls out like a wad of cash Ugh. and he peels off a dollar. And he's like, I can give you a dollar. And then he goes in the kitchen and he comes out with a fruitcake. And he's like, here, take this fruitcake, go enjoy it. And she's like, and wouldn't you know, there were two bites already taken. <laughs> Like that was this guy. How gross. Oh my God. You know, what an ass. Enjoy so, this fruitcake. Yeah. Oh my and God. And then like, imagine like you have all this money stashed and you just peel a dollar off and like, and you, well, you're there with that money. It's I mean, so. Also, does the church need someone to give them more money? Fuck off. 
I know, but but you know, here's I your mean, maid asking you. No, for some, he's a dick, obviously. So oh that's the story. God. It's a little short and sweet. But. I loved it. Very good, Tina. <laughs> oh my god, this guy. I know. I I, I coughed through it, but oh, I'll edit it out. Please, who cares? So excited! <laughs> I'm so glad we we're able to do this, and that you're feeling up to doing it. Yes. <sighs> Coronavirus can be the, the end of me. I oh can't my god! Stand it! I'm over well, hopefully, it. Hopefully, we'll. Uh, yeah. be done for a while I hope so till the next so your your husband's the only one in your house who hasn't gotten the Rona right no well I don't know if he had it because right this is the other part like the testing you don't know like who the fuck yeah because like my my oldest was sick a couple days then my husband was sick a couple days my youngest was sick than me but it really hit me so I'm like did they have it was it a cold? That's what it is too. It's like uh, my kids, you know, because at the beginning of school, you know, every, it's always like my son, he's always coming back and like, there's the runny nose. And I'm like, all right, well, I could yeah. test him, but he just had it in May. And yeah. you know what I mean? So I was like, can't, my kids can't had be, it in May they, too. So two days later, they're fine. Like they're both, but it's always the beginning of the school year. But now it's like that we have this Kona to contend with, with yeah. like, is it Corona? Is it not? But I feel like it feels different than a regular sickness. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, exhausting. It's a, it wears you out. We were talking about that before we were recording yeah. that. I think that that low grade fever just wears you out the whole yeah. time. Like it's just, and then I had a very, very bad cough. Like the cough where yeah. I felt like I was going to choke to death. It was really bad. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> oh God. I know, but you know what? <laughs> we'll get through it and um I really appreciate you recording too. So I can go to the keys this weekend. Oh my God. Oh, I'm so excited for you. I haven't been down there in a long time. So I'm excited. I haven't either. I used to love to go. I used to go down a lot. Actually, I've only been like twice, I think, but I love it. It's fun. Yeah. Are you going all the way to Key West or are you going to go to like, yeah, Key West. And then, uh, I really want to see the sunset at Mallory square. Cause that's always fun too. Yeah. So Try to get over there and see that, but it'll be fun. Yes, and Take there's the Hemingway house, of course. Of course. The nerdy me, all the cats. Oh yeah, love that. <laughs> love the cats. So good. So much fun. So many weirdos and locals. Uh, it's that are weird. just yeah, and I love going to. I we used to go to some of the smaller keys a lot too. And, yeah, there's um, lots of beautiful. Those are yeah, you know, um, if you don't want to do like the the long drive all the way down to the keys, mm-hmm. you can. There's always the smaller keys to go to and yeah listen to music oh it's the best I already have my playlist I found Spotify has been putting together some pretty amazing playlists and there's one indie rock drop like drive time like this whole like three hours and I was like I'm I'm ready I'm so there for that uh so I'm excited it'll be fun I think that's gonna be amazing yeah fun times well I'll I'll see see you you for the next yeah I'm going to change my shirt so it looks like it's two separate episodes. Yeah. So well, I'm not because I'm lazy and I'm gross. You got the Rona. Yeah, I got the Rona. So my Rona shirt. I haven't heard somebody say Rona in so long that I'm it's I'm dying. It's so good. <laughs> oh, All right. God. Well, I will see you in a few minutes and we'll see everybody else next week. Bye. Bye. If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.